What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In-Situ Collective podcast. My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rikers. And on today's show, we're going to tell you why you need to stop using exercise to burn fat. So when you think about losing weight or losing fat, burning fat, whatever you want to call it, Generally, your head goes to exercise and you need to use exercise to do that, but generally it's probably the wrong advice. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like HIIT training is the first thing that people try when they want to change their body composition and it's like you should actually probably start in the kitchen first Yeah. before the gym. And we're not saying that you shouldn't exercise or anything like that, it's just people focus on exercise far too much um, for their weight loss and fat loss goals. So in this podcast, we just wanted to go over our ideas, you know, the science and everything behind it on why you should be focusing on your food more rather than exercise. And probably the place I want to start with is um, the fact that your calories burnt aren't accumulative. So I always see this. You see this in the gym all the time, that people will you know, check their watches after doing a workout and yes, I burnt 500 calories and now I can go and eat that or do that. And then this afternoon I'm going to go for a run and burn another thousand calories. So today technically I've burnt 1,500 calories and it doesn't actually work like that. So a good book to read is a book by Herman Ponza. I think I'm butchering his name. No, I think that's right, yeah. Um, And his book is Burn. So again, as always, any books or anything we talk about, check the show notes and it will be there. But he done a whole lot of experiments to a lot of different people. So not just, you know, day-to-day people. He went to tribes in Africa, people in New York. So you got two different, very different um, people, and what he found is your body actually caps out at a certain point of calories burnt. So as in once you hit that certain point, you don't burn any more calories? Yeah. yeah. So um, we've all been there. You, if you go and have a big day out or, you, you know, you go and do a big bushwalk or you do more workouts than what you thought you would and all that sort of stuff, you tend to find that your body doesn't function as well as what it does normally, like your brain function goes, you feel more tired, you can't digest food as well. And that's your body's way of conserving calories. So it'll stop doing the things it needs to to survive so you don't burn that many calories. So you can keep working out, but your body is just gonna take away from those other bodily functions and stop you burning more calories that way. I've actually experienced that a few times when we've done like competition days and stuff and then in the afternoon like my I get really bad eye pain and my stomach hurts with everything that I eat because I've hit that limit and yeah. now my body's like what are you doing to me yeah so again just to wrap all that up the idea of checking your calories or making sure you burn as most calories in a workout possible is actually one of the most useless things it it, it does not matter a single thing like um as we'll go into in the in this episode, burning calories in a workout is useless. Yeah. I feel like the only time you really want to pay attention to the amount of calories you burn is when you're trying to figure out how many macros you should be consuming to lose weight, right? So you can get like a daily average, but not like a workout specific average because that's essentially useless because you burn most of your calories just fluffing around and being alive anyway. So I believe if you take the average of 
what is it, 14 days or something to get your... Yeah. Remember that fat loss thing that you were going on about for a while to get your calories to lose fat specifically? Yeah. So just your average of your calories burnt over 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. Divided by? Divided by um, 14, like how many days? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the only time your expenditure would be important. Yeah. If you're trying to figure out how many calories you should be consuming. But... If you want to lose fat or weight, I feel like it definitely comes down to nutrition, mm. right? Yep. Um, and I feel like the only reason people fail losing fat or weight is because it is really hard to be in a calorie deficit mm. and stay in a calorie deficit all the time. So I was just going to give a few tips of like if that's your goal to lose weight or fat rather than focusing on exercise like obviously we don't want you to stop exercising but just how you can stay in a calorie deficit to get that goal rather than just like killing yourself in the gym yep. and eating the same do you want to just explain quickly what a calorie deficit is yes good point so essentially you have like a maintenance amount of calories which is the amount of calories you would consume to maintain your current body weight and then a deficit would be eating less, generally depends how much weight or fat you want to lose. But generally, uh, we start clients on about a 100 to 200 calorie deficit because a lot of the time people don't count their calories anyway. So just in counting your calories, you're more conscious and probably going to eat less as it is. But essentially, you're just eating less than what you need to function and live, just slightly less. And you do it gradually, so as your body weight goes down, your calories would go down so you continue losing weight. Mm -hmm. Is that clear? Yep. Cool. So I guess my first tip for staying in a calorie deficit, I suppose, would be people just don't think about the calorie value of food. So when they are in a calorie deficit, I guess they say you have bacon and eggs for breakfast and that uses a big chunk of your calories for the day, but it doesn't really fill you up. Does that, yeah? So you want to eat high volume foods that are low calorie. I, I feel like that is probably the, one of the key things that you can take away is you can eat like a huge salad with like protein or steak or something as the protein source and you're going to feel way more full than if you have say a burger or a kebab or something like that, because the salad literally fills the space in your stomach. Yeah. So it's almost like a, I guess, would you call it a placebo? Yeah, Kinda. definitely. Um, so yeah, it literally fills the space in your stomach, so you feel fuller for longer, and you've actually consumed less energy. Mm. So that's a super good trick. Um, and same goes for high-fiber foods, so things like veggies, fruits, salads, breads, all super high in fiber, so that actually slows your digestion down. So if you compare high fiber foods with say protein, it just actually keeps you fuller for longer because your digestive tract takes longer to get rid of it all. So then you're not going to want to eat another meal or snack or coffee or whatever mm. as soon. Um, and then we bang on about protein so much, but I feel like protein obviously is very satiating. So having trying to make protein your primary source when you are in a calorie deficit is super important, especially if you want to maintain or build muscle. Um, because if you don't have enough protein, then your body will use your muscles as energy as yep. well, especially if you're in a deficit. There was actually a study that I read a while back and it was on 
vegan meats. So you know how like it's very common now to have patties and stuff that look like meat but aren't meat. Um, they actually had the same like satiating effects and fullness effects as like a real meat patty. Really? Obviously the protein content is way different, mm. like not even comparable, but because like we perceive it as meat, so you're seeing it as meat. So biologically we think that it's satiating and it's going to take longer to digest. So we just feel satiated even though it's probably made from carbohydrates mostly. Yeah. How crazy is that though? Yeah. Um, another one in there I guess you could do is water as well. I feel yeah. like a lot of people disregard water as a good thing to, again, we, we always talk about getting enough water in during the day and all that sort of stuff, but you can choose it, you can use it to trick your body into thinking it's full. Um, sometimes you might actually just be thirsty and your body is sending you hunger singles, sing, signals. Singles. <laughs> singles. <laughs> singles. Um, so actually drinking some water, say 30 minutes before you eat, uh, will suppress your appetite a little bit so yeah. you're not overeating in that meal and thinking you're hungrier than what you actually are. So having a bit of water before that as well. And on the water thing, I think a lot of a mistake a lot of people make is liquid calories. Oh, yeah. So when you're in a calorie deficit, just because the things you're drinking are liquid doesn't mean they don't have some kind of value. They are the biggest um, thing we've noticed with our clients. Um, because some people don't even track what they drink as well. Yeah. So they're just having, you know, cups of tea with a teaspoon or two of sugar, but that is quite a lot of calories going into your body. Even if it's black and you're adding in sugar, it's still a lot of calories. Yeah. Soft drinks, orange, or any sort of juices, um, any uh, energy drinks, all that sort of stuff are quite high in calories. And when you're drinking that stuff, obviously, like you don't think of it as something that's going to be added to your body as weight. Yeah. But your body is quite smart and your body does want to keep con like continuously hold body fat and all that sort of stuff because that's how we're designed. So even though you drink it, it's still going to store it as fat or weight on yeah. your body. I do always try and like smoothies are a very convenient thing when you're a busy person. But I always try to like not suggest them to clients that want to lose weight because they digest so quickly because when you think about it, the food in it is already mushed up. Mm. So it's just like your stomach just digests it pretty much immediately. Yeah. Packed full of good stuff as yeah. long as you're putting good stuff in it. But yeah, you're, because it's already half broken down, your body digests it super quick and you're hungry 10 minutes later. And you probably ate like a meal's worth of calories and then you end up eating like say a fourth meal because the smoothie didn't even touch the sides. Yeah. Another thing that I have used in the past, I think that's really helpful is palatability. So like I guess a lot of the time the reason people gain weight is because they're eating foods that are super high in fats and sugars and they're delicious and you don't want to stop eating them and they send good signals to your brain so your brain's like get more of that food chips chips yeah the salt <laughs> <laughs> um so i feel like palatability is such an easy thing to use yeah so if you just ate like it doesn't have to be completely like i'm not saying eat steamed vegetables but eat things that are lower palatable palatable less palatable so they're less stimulating and then once you eat them you're like more satisfied and you're not dying to go back for more of it because yeah. you're like yeah it was okay but it's not like I want to eat that every day for the rest of my life yeah um and I know a few people that have done like well 
me included, I do like chips, like yeah. crunchy, the crunchy saltiness of the chips. Um, so getting, you know, bro uh, not broccoli, carrots or um, cucumbers, that sort of stuff. And just with a bit of crunch, it sort of just gives you that crunch in your mouth. Yeah. Same sort of feeling, but, um, you know, a lot less calories. And because it's high in fiber and all that sort of stuff, it's going to fill you up and you're not going to go for those little... The salty things. Yeah. So things. good little tip there. All right. So if you don't understand what we've just said, go back and listen to it again. The tips on way on how to reduce your calories and keep them low because that is the main thing about losing weight or losing body fat. Now, exercise does play a big role in that, but like I said in the start, it's not the role that we all think it is. Um, the best way to increase your metabolism, burn more body fat while you're resting and all that sort of stuff is to increase muscle mass. Yes. Uh, people take, and this, again, this comes from the cardio, the HIIT sort of workouts and all that sort of stuff. Everybody does that because it burns heaps of fat and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't actually burn that much fat in the workouts. Um, the only cardio that actually use fat as a fuel source is zone two that I've sp spoken about. Um, you can check out the video. I'll, I'll link the video up here somewhere, but check out that video. Um, and it's actually quite low intensity. Okay, Every other one uses carbohydrates and all that sort of stuff to fuel your body to get you through the workout. Um, so bringing it back to building muscles, um, building good, having a good healthy quality amount of muscle on your body takes more energy to yeah. fuel, okay? So the more, think of it this way, you've got a four-cylinder car and a V8, okay? The V8 is a much bigger engine and it requires a whole lot more fuel than the little tiny four-cylinder, okay? So you wanna build a V8 engine on your body and don't mistake that for big muscles or anything like that. It's just good quality, healthy muscles. Um, you know, you can have the same size muscle and have a lot more muscle fibers in that muscle than, you know, when you, before you start working it out, working out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, good. So it's more dense, your muscle yeah. becomes more dense and it uses more energy to just be on it, your body. Exactly. Function. Yeah. yeah, so doing resistance training actually speeds up your metabolism and helps you lose weight and fat better than cardio. So I strongly suggest just doing three full body sessions a week. If you're not sure what they look like, please reach out um, and I'll show you workouts that look like that. But almost typically your um, bodybuilder type workout, but adding a bit of functional stuff in there as well, which is pretty much what we do. We sort yeah. of do a bit of functional bodybuilding, I guess you could say. It burns, ah, burns. It builds muscle and it keeps you active and, you know, mobility, flexibility, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, good quality muscles, but you also have the range of motion within that as well. Yeah. I think one thing that everyone should consider who is using exercise to lose weight or fat also is when you go down the muscle building path rather than the hit path to lose weight, you should disregard the scales as much as you can. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because as like we're saying, build muscle because muscle uses more energy, so you'll get rid of more fat, and but then you'll probably go back to the scales and say, well, Mac and Jack, I'm doing all these things you said, but <laughs> the scales aren't moving, and that is because muscle does weigh more than fat. So if you're building muscle and losing fat at the same time, it can be very likely that your weight stays roughly the same, mm. maybe even increases. Yep. 
Um, so the best thing to do is, the easiest, I guess, the most accessible for everybody is to probably measure yeah. your body. So arms, waist, hips, chest, all that sort of stuff. And make sure it's actually shrinking and going in the direction you want it to go. The ultimate way you can do it is a DEXA scan. Um, they're not all created equal. Um, there's a lot of variabilities and a lot of cheap shitty ones out there that sort of, you know, stuff up your results. But basically, you know, you want to look at your percentage of body fat. So as we've spoken about before, having a good healthy quality percentage of body fats is, you know, going to help you live a long healthy life and having muscle sort of helps maintain that. Now, disregarding on how that looks like 20% body fat is going to look different for me than it is for you to everybody else. So it's not really a look that we're going for. It's a percentage of body fat on your body. Yeah. Um, so we've spoken about keeping your calories low, yep. below maintenance. Um, we've spoken about the exercises you need to do, um, little thing in there with the body weight and that sort of stuff, which is very important, throw out the scales. Yeah. Anything else that you need to focus on? I guess. Or you should be focusing on? I just wanted to clarify for those people that haven't listened to our podcast, the difference between body fat and body weight because we're throwing the two around a lot. Yes, good point. So like, are you trying to lose weight as such? And if so, why are you trying to lose weight? And should you be focusing on losing body fat rather than losing like weight? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and all the things that we've suggested will help you lose body fat. Hence why you should get rid of the scales because body weight is, I feel like unless you're going into a competition that requires you to weigh yourself, it's not very important, body mm. weight. Um, and it can fluctuate so much. Yeah. And another, I guess, what do you call it? Like measurement, but not a measurement uh, marker of progress is also f taking photos, I think. Yeah. It can be like a massive one and it can help like, I guess it can help you see the difference because you don't see it when you don't, like look in the mirror every day. Um, so taking photos is super helpful. And also when you're doing all of these things, don't just think about the physical signs, I guess, like because we do talk about the physical signs mostly, as everyone does. But also as you lose body fat, you should feel better. As you gain muscle, you should feel better, um, have more energy. Have more clarity in the yeah. brain, like in, with your brain. Like just, yeah, I agree. And you should, you know, we, we've spoken about this before, waking up hungry, Horny. Horny and damn it. What Is was it another hate word? Yeah. Happy? Happy. Happy. So <laughs> hungry, happy and horny. You should be waking up every morning like that, men and women. So, you know, as you get healthier and the body weight, the body fat percentage drops, you find that you have more energy and you're just going to jump out of bed, get into life and start smashing it every single day. Um, there was one point there that you sort of touched on that I wanted to keep going into, but I forgot about it. Oh, no. Damn it. But basically, um, like we've explained, we've explained what, why calories, burning calories in a workout does not matter. It, it's pointless. Yep. Stop doing it. Throw out the scales. Don't stop burning calories in a workout. No, <laughs> stop keep working out. Um, <laughs> stop monitoring it. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop monitoring your weight and all that sort of stuff. Focus on the internal things that are happening and keep those calories below maintenance and do resistance training yeah. and you'll have a better, it might take a little bit longer, but in the long run, you're going to keep the weight off 
and you know, you're going to be healthier and it's going to be, you're going to have longer lasting results. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. We'll leave it there. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. If you feel like we've missed something or there's something that you do that you find that worked better for you and we didn't even mention it, please reach out. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram. You can head over to our website where you can contact us as well and have a chat. Uh, a lot of free guides there as well. Head over to the free resources page. A lot of good content there for you guys for free. If you want to continue learning about this stuff, hit the um, free resources button and you'll get some guides. Cool. Done. Have a good week because it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye.